Hello, everybody, and welcome to Early Childhood Discussions, where we have conscious conversations about early care and education topics with early childhood champions. This podcast comes to you from the Grow New Jersey Kids Technical Assistance Center North, part of the Central Jersey Family Health Care Consortium. Today, Stephanie and I are joined by Darlene Dowdy and Melissa Rivera-Serna, two of our colleagues at the TA Center. We asked them to join us to talk about stepping into opportunities for professional growth as non-traditional students. So many amazing early childhood professionals who provide quality care for children are missing that piece of paper, that degree or certification that validates their knowledge and skills. New Jersey offers great scholarship opportunities for teachers, assistant teachers, and family childcare providers who want to take the next right step in their career as an early childhood professional, a brain architect, someone who shapes the future of the world. I'm really excited for this conversation today. And I'm Lori Harji, Special Projects Manager. Stephanie, would you like to introduce yourself and get the conversation started? Hi, yes, my name is Stephanie Boyston. I'm a Senior Technical Assistant Specialist with Grow NJ Kids, CAC Center North. And first, I'd like to pass it over to Melissa Rivera-Sterna, our Projects Manager. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and also what caused you to return to school as an adult learner? Yes, thank you very much, Stephanie. I have to say that um, as an adult learner, my, my whole college uh, endeavor was uh, a bit of a mix uh, of, of break in time, uh, time span. So straight out of high school, I went to County College of Morris and um, completed an associate's degree in liberal arts. And I didn't quickly go on to continue my bachelor's until um, later in life. I, in September 2002 is when I finally graduated with my bachelor's from Centenary College. And at the time, it was only because um, I was offered a, a scholarship to attend. And it was very difficult, I have to say, because uh, the scholarship was offered through my employer. At the time, uh, I was working for the Bishop of the United Methodist Church as his secretary. And um, I took a pay cut to take the job, but he had promised that he would get me the scholarship. And I was living in um, Burlington County and I worked for him in Mercer County. Um, however, the college was Centenary College, which is an affiliation of the United Methodist Church. So I was driving all the way to Warren County to do my studies. So I, I basically uh, put about 36,000 miles on my car each year during that the course of that time, um, but it was well worth it, well worth the sweat, the tears, the miles on my car, and um, finally uh, achieved my bachelor's in psychology, which was, um, I was very proud of because I was the first in my family to actually um, graduate and have that piece of paper. So it was uh, very important to me, very important to my family. And um, then years later, almost uh, 10 or 11 years later, is when I decided, well, I'm going to go on and get my master's. Um, and at the time, I was a single mom, which made it all the more difficult, I have to say. Um, but again, I was also offered a uh, scholarship. Um, I studied at Drew University, the theological school, and uh, achieved a master's of arts in ministry. And um, this, because of my personal goals um, at the time, were to uh, seek being ordained a deacon in the United Methodist Church. 
um, which uh, I'm sad. Sadly, I did not do, but um, but I did get that master's, and I was um, very happy to have achieved that um, as a single mom. It was. It's, it's not easy uh, to return to school. Um, I learned that very quickly and um, was super um, appreciative that I had my mom to help me with my mom, with my daughter, with the caring of my daughter. So that was um, very helpful. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of it as an, in a nutshell. Um, I have to say the master's in, in ministry um, gave me a jump in my salary. So um, that, that in and of itself was, uh, a good move for me. I felt like I became more competitive in my salary as, as opposed to what I was making prior was miserable. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then uh, in, in this current position now, I have to say that um, I, I did have the opportunity to, con to get the certificate uh, of completion in the intensive fellowship at Montclair State University um, in infant and early childhood mental health. And that too has, um, just really increased my knowledge of early childhood uh, mental health, and um, it is an area of, of great interest of mine. Thanks, Melissa. It's, it seems that um, you know you're never going to settle, and it seems that you were always searching for something and found the opportunities and jumped on it. So we really appreciate you sharing your story with us. So next, we're going to go to Darlene Dowdy. I will let her introduce herself and let her tell us about her story as becoming an adult learner. Darlene? Yes, good morning, everyone. So my name is Darlene Dowdy. I'm a senior technical assistant specialist at TAC Central North. Um, I started my, my adult learning. I started with my CDA. And the reason why I went why, why I went on to get my CDA, I started volunteering at my daughter's preschool. And I volunteered there every day. So after I volunteered there so much, the director came to me and she said, would you like a job? <laughs> and I said, um, okay. So she said, you know, you're here more than some of my teachers are here. So I said, okay. And so I went on, um, I started working at the Head Start program. And while I was working there, one of the directors of the infant toddler program that they ran came to me and said, you should go to school for your CDA. And of course I was apprehensive. I don't have time to go to school. I have kids. And she said, no, you should really go to school for your CDA. So I said, okay. So, you know, she was telling me everything like, you know, all the advantages of having my CDA and how it would help me prosper, you know, in my career in early childhood, I said, all right. So I started my CDA, I went to Montclair State and started my CDA, which was amazing because a lot of things that I was, I learned that a lot of things that I was already doing in the classroom through my CDA, I, I, was, I was put looking at it on paper. Um, so that was just a rewarding experience to me. After I received my CDA, um, I went, I started at Essex County College to go on for my early, my associate's degree in early childhood education. So during that time, by this time I have, I had two kids. So with the help of my mom and the support of my mother, cause she was a great support. 
um, I was able to go back to Essex County College. At that time, having two kids is a challenge. So I was only able to take like one or two classes a semester. So what seemed like an eternity for me to finish my associate's degree, which was, it was a long time. Cause again, I was only able to take one or two classes a semester. But during that time, I, I was able to finish my associate's degree in about eight years, I'm gonna say. But I persevered through it. I did what I needed to do. Um, I stuck in there and I finished my associate's degree in early childhood education. After I finished my associate's degree in early childhood education, I received a scholarship actually to Montclair State. And, and I really had no, I wasn't thinking about furthering my education, but after I received that scholarship, I said, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to Montclair State. So that's when I, I went back to school and I started at Montclair State and I received my undergraduate degree in family and child studies. When I finished up my undergraduate degree in family and child studies, by then I'm going to say, I, I guess I had like, the, I don't want to say the fever, but I found my niche and I just kept on going. So because the learning experience was just so amazing to me. And also during that time, my daughter was in college. So this, this, this is actually how long it took me. My daughter was in college, so we were in college at the same time. When I received my, when I made the Dean's List, she would come home and say, Mommy, I made the Dean's List. And I was like, well, where's my letter? <laughs> so we were both making the Dean's List together. We would get so excited and put our uh, letters into the frames. And, you know, so even having that experience to be able to like go to college with my daughter, you know, She's supporting me, I'm supporting her. And then we're, we're doing it together, you know? And so after I finished up that degree, I started with my master's in child advocacy and policy. Um, so once I finished my master's in child advocacy and policy and I received my certificate in child advocacy and policy, it was just, you know, like I said, the experience of the learning experience was just, it was just amazing. And to go through it with my daughter and now my, my youngest, my younger daughter, she's in school now. She just finished her, she just finished her degree at Essex County in early childhood education. And now she's going on to Montclair State um, to achieve her master's in counseling. So it's just, you know, a rewarding experience. It was tough persevered through it, and I'm so glad that I did. Thanks, Darlene, for sharing. That's a wonderful story. I have a follow-up question, actually, too. So, and what I, what I heard from the beginning of your story, when you talked about your daughter's preschool and how you volunteered, and someone, you know, saw something in you that kind of was the catalyst of this whole road for you. If that person didn't kind of see something in you or didn't give you the chance or didn't discuss your life with you, where do you think you would end up? Where do you think this road would have led you? So, you know what? Actually, I really don't know because I, I knew nothing about a CDA at that time. All I knew is that, you know, I'm working and, 
you know, I love doing my job. I love interacting with the kids. I love being with the kids, but moving on to a higher education when I, re when I left high school really wasn't something that I was actually thinking about. So, you know, if she hadn't come to me and, and addressed me with that, and I'm going to say, I still know a lot of people because I was in Head Start for, I was in Head Start for maybe 12 years. And so, you know, you, you learn people, you know people. The same people that I work with at Head Start, a lot of them are still there in the same positions. So I'm thinking, had she not come to me and had she not, you know, if she didn't see that in me, you know, the love I have for kids and, you know, she, I, I probably would have still been there. Thanks, Darlene. Yeah. And what I heard from both of you, too, that the trend that I heard was the support that you had, whether it be um, someone at school or a family member or a friend. Support is so, so important. So, Melissa, back to you. When it comes to the support that you had, how did that help you juggle things, whether it was emotionally, physically, time management wise? How did that support help you be successful? I have to say without that support, I would not been able to complete all of what I had done. Um, and it, it was uh, not just um, financial support, because I, as I indicated, uh, a lot of my studies was, um, luckily I was blessed to have um, scholarship funds, but um, but having uh, persons who were my cheerleaders, my my good friends who were like, you can do this, you can get this done. I believe in you. Um, my 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 boss at the time, you know, Melissa, this is this is your time. You're going you're going to shine. You're going to get through this. And of course, then uh, later when I had my daughter, um, having my mom there to to watch over her and 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 take care of her when I couldn't. Um, and there was even a time where. Um, I, I was rooming with a good friend of mine and um, I took care of her son early in the morning. I'd get him off to school. And then after school, she would take care of my daughter and make them snacks and have dinner ready. So it's um, having a support system is, is really crucial, I think, um, when, when it comes to, to being able to accomplish uh, studies in, a, in your adult life. And um, I'm very grateful. I was, I was really blessed. Yeah, thanks so much for, for sharing that, Melissa. I'm just, so much of what both of you are saying about this journey just resonates with me so much. Like the CDA motto is that CDA is the best first step. And as a former CDA instructor, I can attest to that, like to see that idea of people, people's work that they're doing in the classroom, this amazing work that they've been doing, many of them for years as you know, quality teachers and to see that validated when they find out that, oh my gosh, what I'm learning that is a good practice is exactly what I'm doing. But it also gives them other ideas and new new things to try and new things to learn. So I love that that idea that that importance of that that mentorship support and um, someone being there to really, to, to believe in you um, and to, to create your own support network. Melissa, that idea of you know, sharing housing with someone where you could help each other out, watching each other's children, that the grit and the perseverance and the, the desire. Um, yeah, so um, Darlene, what were the kind of um, things that you found 
were the biggest helpful supports as you were taking this journey. Um, I love that you, you know, you said it took you eight years to get that associate's degree, but you never gave up. So what were the, you know, specific kind of things that were helping you along that way? So a lot of things that helped me along the way, like, you know, like Melissa said, was having that support system, my mom and my dad. So my dad always made sure that I had transportation. No matter what, he always made sure. And, and I heard him say one day that she needs a car to get those girls around. So, of course, I wasn't making a lot of money. So he, he bought me a car, kept the insurance on it, did everything, you know, like kept it running. And he was so proud if I needed an oil change or whatever, you would see him, is it running okay? And I go, okay, yeah, daddy. And <clears throat> my mother was she was she was a strong support because all I had to do when I got out of class was pick up my kids pick up my trade dinner and go home so she would wash the clothes she would you know watch them get their homework done get their schoolwork done and it, it was it was just amazing I always said though they were my two angels here on earth um and they were also, like Melissa said, my biggest cheerleaders. I, my sister graduated from Essex County College. And when we went to our graduation, we made a huge deal out of it. And my mother, the valedictorian had got up to speak. And my mother looked at me and she said, that's going to be you one day. And ever since she said that, I was like, you have that kind of faith in me? Like, it, it, just, it just made me feel different. Like to know that someone actually felt like, yeah, that, that's going to be you. You can do that because my mother had the confidence in me that I, I didn't have. So she saw things in me that I never saw. So for her, you know, to hear her say that, that's what really resonated with me throughout my whole uh, adult learning experience. That's going to be you one day. You can do that. So when I did graduate, that's all I kept hearing. All I kept hearing and seeing was my mom telling me, you know what? I told you you could do it. I told you that was going to be you. And I just kept going um, from, from that point on. So It's so important to have that one person in, in your corner, you know, whether, like I said, family member, um, coworker, someone that's just in your corner and the power of someone just showing up and saying, hey, you got this is, is so, so important. So now that you both are on the other side, I meaning now that you've both accomplished some of these great accomplishments in your, in your professional career, what would you say to someone that is just starting that path, hasn't even taken that first step yet? What would, what would be something that, um, you know, words of wisdom you have for those, those people that um, wanted to take the first step, but are just scared. Melissa? Don't be scared. You are so much more capable of the things that you have no clue about. Like, I, I really didn't think that I could do the things that I had set out to do. And, um, and you, you, you'd be amazed how, just how special you are and how persevere the perseverance comes and and the the uh, the desire if, if you have the desire to do it 
you can you can make it happen. And um, the one thing I always say is your education is something that no one can take from you. No one can take anything, take that away from you. It is so important to for you to make yourself a better learner, a better person, a, a lifelong learner. Um, and uh, and you can and you can do it. You'll be amazed at the things that you can do. Thanks, Melissa. Darlene, do you have any words of wisdom? So um, again, like Melissa said, having that person tell you, you can do it. Like, you know, I, I used to talk with my, one of my daughter's best friends. She had a little, had a little kid early and she was struggling, you know, she had support, but I also, the same way someone saw something in me, I saw something in her. And I would sit down and I would talk to her all the time. And I would, you know, I would tell her my journey. And I would tell her my, you know, like what I went through with my kids, <clears throat> having my kids, but also having that support. And she would look at me and she would smile and she would say, thank you, mommy. And I said, you know what? You, you can do this. You're going to be okay. Anything you need, you let me know, you know? And she was just so excited I think just hearing me and hearing what I had went through and hearing my struggles gave her a source of strength to know if mommy could do it because she calls me mom, I can do it too, you know? And she saw my, my daughter went to Rutgers in New Brunswick. So, you know, she saw my daughter at a four-year college and I wanted her to know it, it, didn't all, it didn't start that way for everyone. Everybody's different just because that's her journey doesn't mean that that's your journey, you know? You you may have a, a different path in life than she has, but you can all come together and achieve the same goal. You, you can get the same education that she's getting just in a different manner. Everybody's different, but you can do this, you know? You can persevere through this. And I look at my story and know, if I can do it, you can do it too. Uh, Darlene, I, I, I love that you have become that mentor, that person who is in somebody's corner that, you know, relentlessly refusing to admire in silence by, you know, speaking that out there. Like, I see you, I see what you're doing, I see what you're capable of. And Melissa, when you said, don't be scared, I remember using those same words one time that I was like saying, I'm scared. And someone said to me, that's okay do it scared. <laughs> you might still be scared, but, but do it anyway. So that idea that, you know, we don't have to um, keep ourselves back from achieving our goals because we might be feeling fear that we just need to step in and, and do that. Um, and Stephanie, I was reminded of a story that you had shared from one of our former colleagues at the TA Center about, you know, her take on professional learning opportunities. Would you like to share that? Yeah, um, and it came at a, at a, a very informal time, actually. Um, my previous supervisor, Lisa Bresson, and I were having an informal kind of one-on-one -on -one chat. And um, we started talking about, you know, what we're doing professionally. And sometimes in, in the job that you have, you can feel like you're kind of not stuck in a rut, but maybe just content where you are. And um, she asked me, well, what are you doing for yourself? And I was like, oh, self-care, you know, trying to think of things like that. She's like, no, what are you doing for like your brain, like creatively? What are you doing for yourself professionally and creatively? 
and I never really thought about it that way. I, I felt like, oh, I was taking classes or I was taking webinars or I was um, doing what I had to do for my job. But like, what is something that I could do for my, my brain to keep it going, keep it active? And um, that was a really kind of eye-opening conversation because I, I, I never want to stay kind of complacent. You know, I want to keep going and keep moving. Um, and you can kind of feel that way sometimes in your job. And whether if it's um, getting a certificate or taking more classes or, or creating a, a presentation just because sometimes you have to have, get your brain working. Your brain's a muscle. Try to get all those muscles working. Um, and that's kind of what I like to tell my staff or at least anyone I work with. Just try to find something in your professional life that you don't do often, but maybe just works out your brain. And I found that has really helped kind of shape where my brain wants to go professionally and how I want to continue to work on that muscle, so, so to speak. So that was a really um, eye-opening experience and combo that I had with her that really um, helped even how I look at uh, my job on a day-to-day -day basis. How am I using that hour that I have to myself? You know, how am I using that to be creative? Um, so that was a really um, interesting conversation I had also. Yeah, there's so many, so many new opportunities in the field of early childhood education. You know, I think just in the, the last decade or two, the opportunities have exploded. Um, and just thinking about that constant ability to grow and to look at what are your passions and how can I find out more? How can I learn more? How can I bring more into my work in the classroom or in my family childcare home? And um, how, you know, how can I make this happen? And I think so many times, one of the things that, that holds us back is our, you know, our fears. We're not sure, you know, can I do this? Um, but we've just heard from Darlene and Melissa who, who made this happen, no matter how many years it took, no matter how difficult it was, they, they got their support system around them and created support systems, family supports, as well as friend supports, um, and decided to see themselves as achieving this goal. And through incredible grit and perseverance, they did it. I think another thing that sometimes stands in people's way is uh, the financial piece. And Darlene and Melissa, I heard you both speak of this. And I think we talk about Grow New Jersey Kids as being one of New Jersey's best kept secrets sometimes. And I think that New Jersey scholarships are also one of New Jersey's best kept secrets. Um, when people think about scholarships, sometimes they think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not eligible for a scholarship. I need to be the valedictorian of my class, or I needed to have made really good grades when I was in high school, or, you know, been an amazing sports star, or had some kind of special talent. And the thing about the scholarships that are available in New Jersey for early childhood professionals, they're not tied to any of those kind of achievements. They're tied to working in the field of early childhood education like that's the main determinant um and darlene or stephanie do you want to share um have any of the programs that you've worked with in grow new jersey kids taken advantage of any of those scholarships and and how can someone go about you know accessing that and finding out more Yeah, there is, we have such a great opportunity for staff that want to continue education. I know a lot of our centers um, jumped at the opportunity for that as well. And 
we have staff that, like we said in the beginning, maybe are just unsure or are scared. And um, that first step is so important. And I think going on um, NJCCIS and getting more information is really the first step. Am I eligible, right? Um, what are the, how, how do I walk through the process and get what I have to get to um, be accepted? Where do I wanna to go to school? Do I wanna go online or virtual? And having your director and your TA in Grow NJ Kids be that helpful hand is gonna be a really important step to be successful in um, getting involved in getting your CDA or, or further. And the other part of it too is, um, you know, understanding that although it does take work, when you get your CDA and it, it is, you're finished, the accomplishment and that feeling is, is overwhelming. And I've heard, of, uh, heard from so many people that without the scholarship, they probably would not have done it financially. So Groenja Kids really um, notices and sees and recognizes that the financial burden right now for some of our staff is real. And so that opportunity for some people to get their CDAs or higher is an incredible opportunity. Um, Stephanie, when you stated that um, it was a scholarship, that Grow New Jersey has the scholarship for to receive your CDA. I also have to say, when I received my CDA, it was through a scholarship. So had that scholarship not been there, I probably would not have gone on to get my CDA. So having that, you know, being able to have that scholarship through Grow New Jersey Kids, I think is a great opportunity because it's an opportunity that doesn't always come. And a lot of people can't afford to go for their CDA. So it's something definitely that, that everyone should take advantage of. And something to remember for the future, um, I think early childhood is now being recognized finally in the space of education. And they understand that the staff being hired should have the qualifications to meet those high quality standards. And I think they're seeing now that CDA or higher is, is the path they may wanna to go towards in a more permanent setting. So to see the opportunity and getting your CDA and understanding you're gonna be involved in an area of education that is blossoming, truly. I think it's really something that is finally getting its, its time. Um, and although there's so much more that has to be done, we are finally, I feel like putting our stamp on the map a little bit, but I, I think recognizing that in the future, the CDA or higher road for some staff members might be the way to go. So jumping on that scholarship bandwagon um, and that getting an opportunity under your belt and accomplishment under your belt is something that I think we should really um, be mindful of. So I, have to, I agree with you, Steph. And also um, like even the CDA is one aspect of it, but even going on to community college, that's another you know, resource you can use. Go to community college and look into your degree in early childhood education. You know, community college is something that you can go on to and it could be uh, via grant with the community college. It's not as expensive as a four-year college. So when you do get ready to go that was to, to a four-year college, you already have two years under your belt. So it doesn't seem like it's so overwhelming financially. So that's just another road that people can take. Yeah, Darlene, that's I think such an important thing to highlight. And the, the scholarships that are available through 
um, NJCCIS can support you in earning your CDA, can support you in earning your associates in early childhood education, um, can support you in earning your P3 certification. Um, and as Stephanie said, finally, after years of struggle, there's just been more emphasis placed on early childhood education. But with that emphasis comes an increased expectation for those, those pieces of paper, those certificates, those degrees. Um, and we know that there are so many really gifted early childhood professionals, teachers, Darlene, some of those teachers that you worked with at Head Start, that they were doing great things with kids in the classroom, but they never took that next step. They never took that next step to earn that CDA and kind of catch that fire to continue to grow and progress. And although they're doing good things in the classroom, they don't have the validation to back it up by having earned that, that, that certificate. So um, Darlene and Melissa, I heard you both, um, you know, just describing really your passion for learning and for growing as professionals. So what um, do you see as um, kind of the your next you know step in terms of what kind of things you'd like to continue to learn? What kind of um, things that you'd like to add? Are there are there ideas out there of things that you'd like to become more knowledgeable about that you're thinking about taking a course in? Or uh, Melissa, do you want to start? Funny you should ask. Um... I have been uh, researching to uh, seek to do a, a second master's, um, most likely a master's in social work. So um, that's something I have been um, researching. Um, there's various ways of doing it. Obviously now with technology, there's the way of doing it virtually. Um, so I have applied at, at a few places and um, hopefully we'll be entering in spring of next year. Um, to continue with with that portion of my education. So um, I'm a I consider myself a lifelong learner. I love to learn. I love to take courses and um, and uh, I think this next chapter will be um, a good one. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, thanks, Melissa. And and uh, I know that we have had people on our team with that social work background, and it just brings a whole new level to what we do. We've got a lot of early childhood educators, but having people with a social work lens is so helpful um, as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to hear that you're, you know, continuing to, to, to want to progress and, and learn more. So Lori, I started taking uh, classes in counseling. So I was able to get through, I was able to get through two classes. Unfortunately, I had to, because I'm like Melissa, I love to learn. And I never thought I was this person until I started on the journey with my CDA and on to Essex County and Montclair State. I never thought I was that person. I was like, no, nah, no more school for me. I'm done. After high school, I was just like, no. And... <laughs> To, to realize, like Melissa said, to have a love and a passion just to learn, you know? And I realized I, I am a lifelong learner. So I started um, taking classes in counseling. I love counseling. I love mentoring and talking to people. And it's, it's just, I just love it. Um, and I learned a lot of things about myself 
in those two those two classes that I took. I learned a lot about me. But during that time, it was just a little bit too much because I just adopted my niece and my nephew. So they're younger now. So because they're young, it was too much for me to take the classes and be there for them. So I'm just waiting on them to get up there a little bit, you know, a couple of years. And once they get up there in a, a couple of years, then I'm going to go back, you know, to back, back to my, I'm going to say professional learning in the classrooms and taking more courses. But I took a step back just for a little while so that I could put more time in with them. And even that, I have to say, so one of my class, one of my degrees is in child advocacy and policy. So even going through those classes and learning the things that I learned, my educational experience actually related so much to my personal experience. So, you know, learning the different things is, as far as the policies and how things go and um, what to do it actually related to my personal life. And that's just, it goes to show that, you know, life can throw you things, but and you, you may have a plan, but you know, life will throw you challenges and hurdles, but at least you know that you have a plan and you have something you want to accomplish. And that is, you know, that is fantastic. And I think you will accomplish everything you want to accomplish. It just, of course, will always take time, right? But just to round out, you know, our questions for today, I, I'm wondering if for everything you went through, where you are now and where you want to go, if you look back at the beginning of the journey and, and the whole path, Melissa, was there something that you would have done differently or something you would have changed or things that you look back and say, hmm, maybe I wish that was a little bit different. Obviously, uh, if you could turn back time, right, uh, with the wisdom we have now, um, uh, obviously, I, I think for me, I would I would have loved to to have done it all quickly and earlier on. Um, but uh, I have to say, with the way that things um, just kind of panned out, I, I I'm sometimes a believer of of it was just meant to be this way, and um, and it made me a better person. It made me a stronger person. It allowed me to see that I had. Uh, the perseverance and the de determination to do things that I myself was amazed of. So um, I think it it's just, uh, it was a life learning that was not just in the classroom, just a life lesson in, its, in itself. Thanks, Melissa. Darlene? So for me, Steph, I have to say I enjoyed the journey because it was a journey that I never thought, I never saw it. I never, I never thought I would be in the place that I was in. Um, I always said that I wanted my kids to have someone that they could look up to. I wanted my kids to have someone that they could, you know, admire. And, and, and of course we all want the best for our kids. So to be able to do my CDA have that support system with my mom, then move on towards my master's degree, go through college with my daughter, you know, and, and for, for the two of us to be able to do those things together and to see my youngest daughter now 
basically walking in the same in that same path and i believe that's because she saw me she saw her sister she saw you know the resilience what we did what we endured and she said to herself you know what i can do that too because these are two strong women that i have in my life i know that i can be that same strong person and do the same things that they did so that i could prosper in life she sees my daughter and where she is now with her level of education her job experience and you know and she sees where i am and i think that's given her the perseverance to do what she needs to do to move forward so i like i said i just have to say i enjoyed the journey steph oh my gosh darlene i absolutely love the ripple effect that you discussed like it started out with you volunteering and becoming a fixture in that Head Start classroom. And then someone noticing that you had a gift, that you had a talent for working with young children who encouraged you to get that CDA and taking that step and being brave and doing it scared and getting the CDA. And now look at how many people have been impacted by that education. It's not just that you impacted the children in your classroom, but impacting your daughters who have now gone on to get their educations and the people that they're impacting. I'm just thinking like, if you are somebody listening to this who is a teacher in the classroom, an assistant teacher, um, a family childcare provider, like the ripple impact of what your decision to get this scholarship and to take that first step, whether it be for the CDA or the associates or the P3 certification to just take that first step. Um, I am so, I feel so blessed to work for Grow New Jersey Kids that we are able to be there and offer that support and those resources and that you've got this and be able to share the opportunity for people to be able to to take that step. Um, Melissa, hearing your story earlier about the drive, hours that you spent on the road, and knowing now that um, classes are available online so that you can, you know, you can complete your college degree in your pajamas. That's pretty amazing. And that the scholarships that are available for, through NJCCIS will support you in getting that that CDA and getting that that degree, even if you're earning it online, you know, if you if you're a kind of person who wants to go in person, absolutely. New Jersey has lots of great options, but online options are there too. Uh, well, thank you so so much for joining us today. What a great conversation and what a way to um, discuss how important, you know, continuing not only taking that first step of, you know, uh, advancing your professional career, but never stopping and never settling and never saying this is enough. Um, I, I think that's it's going to be um, really great for everyone to hear your stories and for us to just re um, re mention how wonderful an opportunity that Growing Young Kids is giving the early childhood community in New Jersey to continue their education. So. Thank you so much, Melissa and Darlene, for joining us today. We really appreciate your stories, and we look forward to everyone hearing um, about your journey. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.